0: you're in the right place. Hello, hello, my friend, and welcome to Words That Move Me. I'm Dana, and ooh-hoo-hoo, hoo. are you in for a treat today? If you are looking for motivation and uh, wind for your sails, as they say, to set you out at sea on your journey that is 2022... <clears throat> I have got it for you today, plus some. I mean, truly, like, remainder motivation. Um, It is truly hard to listen to our guest, Leanna Blackburn, and not get fired up. In fact, during this uh, interview, I even teared up a couple times. So get ready to feel your feelings. Um, This episode is a heartful ride Through some of the biggest themes that we talk about here on the podcast. We talk about purpose, navigation, growth, creation, so much, so good. (laughs) But first, before we get into it, we're going to do wins. As always, we start every episode with wins. And today I am celebrating, and some of you may have seen me celebrate this on my Instagram. Uh, today I am celebrating being the proud owner of an electric scooter. Shout out Ninebot. Uh, they didn't pay me to say that, but like I <laughs> really love my scooter. Um and this this tremendous sense of badassery bombarding around my neighborhood and beyond uh, with my husband on these scooters. That is my win. We used to <laughs> we used to joke that we might start a scooter gang someday and now that joke is funny because it's true (laughs) um and there is a sub win here a a scooter sub win you know me never won win wilson (laughs) that's what they called me in grade school um kidding but wouldn't that be cool anyways i i don't think i'm gonna go into my sub win now i think i'm gonna come back to that in another episode, because there's actually quite a lot to dig into with that. Um, So that's it for me today, celebrating my two-person scooter gang. Um, Now it is your turn. Hit me. What's going well in your world? Congratulations. I'm so glad you're winning. Thrilled for you. Keep it up. All right, now let's do this. Let's not drag this out any longer. I am so excited to share this conversation with Liana because she is a person who loves to share. In many ways, she shares for a living. And if you do not already know this and love this about her, I think you're about to. So movers and shakers, pull up a chair and probably a pen or paper because you're going to want to take some notes. This is Leanna Blackburn. Snarberg. Leanna Blackburn Snarberg. <laughs> Enjoy. Holy smokes. Miss Leanna Blackburn. Oh, is it still Blackburn.
1: I am still Blackburn, but I'm also Snarberg. (laughs) Blackburn, Snarberg? Do you have the hyphen in it? I didn't do the hyphen. I actually got rid of my middle name because I had no attachment to it. I put my maiden last name as my middle name and then took a new last name.
0: Take that, everyone. That is a very creative
1: (laughs) approach to the name game. Yeah. You know what? I kind of had a panic at the disco moment when I was at the courthouse making the decision. I was like, oh my God, I have to make a decision now to like get rid of my name. And I was really emotional about it and didn't want to do it. I was like, really, my middle name means nothing to me. So we're just going to get rid of that. What a creative
0: response to a stressful (laughs) moment. I love it so much. Um, What now I'm so curious, what was your middle name? Kimberly. Kimberly.
1: It's not the name. It's because because my parents, I have a sister that's older. She's four and a half years older, right? When Mm -hmm. I was born, she really wanted to name me. She really wanted to name me Kimberly because Kimberly was her best friend in preschool. Okay. My parents were like, well, she's not gonna be named Kimberly, but we'll just give the middle name. So it was kind of like We'll just make you happy. We'll give her the middle name. My sister's not friends with Kimberly anymore. Like, it'd be different if Kimberly, like, lasted. But she didn't. So (laughs) Kimberly did
0: not have that staying power, and neither did your middle name. So perhaps Kimberly's are united in that. No offense, Kimberly's out there. Funny story about names, and then I promise we'll get on with the episode. Um, (laughs) I assume because you have a tiny baby... But I could be totally wrong because your baby's a little bit younger than this, uh, than the target market for this movie. But have you seen Frozen two? No. <laughs> okay. So I have nieces. I have a seven year old niece and a four year old niece. And by the way, when Millie, uh, sorry, when Charlotte was born, Millie, her older sister, by three years, wanted to name her Tulip Shop. That she was like, tu- what? What will the baby's name be? Tulip Shop." I say Joe PPE, by the way, because she's got expensive Parisian taste, I guess. I don't know. But um, Coco Charlotte did not become Tulip Shop. She became Charlotte. But Tulip Shop is still real. If you ask Melly, oh, okay. what it's
1: her middle name Tulip Shop?
0: <laughs> I, you know what? Why do I want to say her middle name is Bean? Because we just call her Coco Bean. Um, her middle name is not Bean. I don't know Charlotte's middle name. It might be tulip trap. Um, okay, is but tulip. Yep. tulip is the cutest. ok. I keep discussing, wow, focus in Frozen Two, the funniest hands down, the funniest moment is when Olaf is searching for his friends and he's calling out their names, and then he also calls out the name Samantha, but only nobody's name is Samantha. and he's like, I don't even know someone named Samantha. It's hysterical. But that's not the point. The point is that I have made this reference to Frozen 2 and Olaf and Samantha in every single mini class that I have taught for the last year. And I always ask, is anyone in the room named Samantha? And zero times has someone raised their hand actually named Samantha, which tells me the amount of research that that team did to find the most obscure name for that age group like they found out nobody's named Samantha so this is going to be funny to everyone cuz nobody knows so na- nobody knows a Samantha and i'm like riveted by this and i have a feeling really think
1: that that was a choice do you really oh like- 100% yeah now i'm so curious to know like where are the samanthas and i mean i where know you're to class but still like there must be some samanthas of that demographic age a
0: year um, my friend a year seven to ten. Zero samanthas oh my gosh
1: so what really i do cool.
0: next is that i then tell the mini ballroom that their collective name is sam everybody we're we're sam All right. And so when I say, all right, Samantha, get on the floor, everybody gets on the floor. And when I say, give it up for this group, everybody's like, work, Samantha. Get it, Sam. You better work. It's hysterical. So nobody's name is Samantha and everyone's name is Samantha.
1: You know, what's so special about that moment is now all of a sudden you've created this camaraderie with Mm -hmm. a group of people who didn't usually have that. Mm -hmm. That's really special. You're a genius thank you i love minis i
0: really shine in that room because i'm with my people you too. I you too. <laughs> okay so that's me that's samantha let's talk about you leanna introduce yourself what would you like us to know about you other than your middle name was kimberly
1: <laughs> hello everybody my name is leanna blackburn snarberg
0: mm-hmm.
1: also known as daily dancer diet on the social platforms <clears throat> Um, I am a new mama, as Dana had already referenced, of a almost thirteen month old boy named George, and he is the fourth. Yes, I kept the tradition going.
0: George the fourth.
1: Yes, G four, or G four, or all the things.
0: Okay, this is good. This is good.
1: There's a lot of nicknames coming through because it took me seven days to or five days to even agree to do the name. really? Um baby, baby was unnamed for five days because I was like, I don't know, I don't know. okay. And then now it's like the most beautiful thing I could have done and chosen to do, you know, it was just I needed that time to sit with that. Anyway, this mm-hmm. is not for mm-hmm. my introduction, but um, I am so grateful that dance is my modality through life. Like I'm just so stoked that it's this thing I found when I was three and it's this thing I'm doing at 35. And that if somebody were to ask me, like, you can do anything you want. You can do anything you want. Nobody's pressuring to do this. No, like, what are you gonna choose? And I'm gonna say yes to what I've been doing. And I'm like so stoked about that answer because that says a lot about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to just stop it there with the intro. Ooh. I
0: that's- dance <laughs> as your modality, your through line in life. Um, I think you and I, if the first 20 minutes of our preamble was not a testament enough, I think you and I have a lot in common. We could talk for days about dance. And honestly, I don't have much of a structure for this conversation. I'm excited to riff, but um, one of the things that we, we also share, in addition to some really fun gigs in the past, which we could unearth and discuss, um, one of the things that we have in common, in addition to gigs, and that we were put in dance at an early age and happen to really like it still, um, is this relationship to our voice. And I'm kind of going left, like right out the gate, but you have such a distinct voice. And I'm remembering, I've always known this, but as I'm talking to you right now, I'm like, oh my God, that's Liana for sure. And I have had a really interesting relationship to my voice, a lot of ups and downs. As you know, I had vocal cord surgery uh, last summer to remove a cyst. I've been in the healing phases (laughs) since then. Um, but I remember before I knew I had a assist, which apparently I've had for years, you helped me find a vocal coach because you were also working on your voice. Um, and her name is Adele. and I will link to her in the show notes because I had a very good time working with my vocal coach, Adele, who is not the Adele, Adele but a <laughs> Adele. But could you imagine? Just like Adele, do you have like 30 minutes to fit me in today
1: <laughs> to do my <laughs> She's it's like she's like, we're gonna start with hometown today. You good with that? Get start with yes. Let's warm up. Let's warm up with that.
0: <laughs> um but uh I would love to hear you talk about your relationship to your voice. And that doesn't necessarily mean like your speaking voice, but your voice as a performer, your voice as a mother your voice as a mentor um how did you find it what's your relationship to it because that is something I'm very curious about
1: this is such a a really great question Dane (laughs) Um, thank you
0: it is broad I know we're starting at 30,000 feet but
1: it's so good and you know that the thing it brings me back to it brings (sighs) me back to dance I do find a pivotal moment when I was on scholarship at EDGE. So in 2004 to 2005, I did scholarship program at EDGE. And after that, I, I remember when I was working behind the desk on the program that I would see teachers constantly like booking out and there would constantly mm-hmm. be people showing up to class that we would have to turn away because the teacher called out late and whatever. And I'm like, I could teach the class. Like I could, we could keep this business. Like I could teach the class. And I constantly was like, oh my God, I was seeing how mm. much need there was for teachers um, or substitute. And I remember after scholarship, I really wanted to be teaching and I will never forget Bill's like, so what are you going to, what, what are you, Mm -hmm. what's your class going to be? You said jazz. And I was like, jazz.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And he's like, well, why would, if Mandy Moore was teaching jazz at the same time you're teaching jazz, why would someone take your jazz instead? Like, what are you offering? Basically? Like my interpretation of that is like, wh- what's your voice?
0: Mm-hmm. What's
1: your voice in what you're offering? Um, he didn't say it within those words, but at the time I didn't hear it like that. Of course I was like, well, that's, well, I'm it's snowflake. me. I'm going to be different. You know, I, I, <laughs> I didn't take it like that then. <laughs> I didn't take it like that then, but always going back to frozen in winter, you must like <laughs> Dana with the frozen, the snowflake. Um, I, that really sat with me because he forced me to go like, what are you offering? It's not the title of the class. It is what you're bringing Mm -hmm. to the students that matters. Like what's the, what's your value Mm -hmm. for them? What's the value for them? And so I didn't teach for years in LA, but I was continuing to teach around town, like around the states, and back in my home studio. I was teach. I've been teaching forever, but I didn't teach in LA until I created mm. body language, which is like fast forward. To- fast forward to mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know, thirteen years later, ten years later. After this like fight with Bill Prudish, like yes. why won't you give me a class? Kind of thing, right? Actually, I'm going to lie. I did start teaching jazz at Edge before body language, but it wasn't like, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was still like, yeah, but if Manny was in the other room, like, I wouldn't feel proud to like, be like, come take mine instead of Manny. I'd be like, you should go over there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In fact, everyone grab your dance bags.
0: Follow me. Here we go.
1: (laughs) Thank you for coming. We're going to go next door. Um, So... (laughs) I, I want to say that that insert he had within me to like find my voice was again chosen to do that through the modality of dance. Like I started with, like, I chose to find my mm-hmm. voice through dance. Um, but as I'm teaching dance, anyone who's taken my class in the last couple of years will know, like, we're not talking about dance here. <laughs> like, we're never talking about dance in my class. Everybody's like, these are life lessons. I'm like, yeah, I'm basically teaching like a life class (laughs) hidden within like
0: a- a, Dance lessons are life lessons. It is the biggest underlying foundation here. (laughs) Yes,
1: it is, it is. And what's so cool is- you know, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to practice life lessons in a low-stake environment of a dance Ooh, class. great point. Not many people have like, okay, so where do I go to like practice this and not really be judged? Now, mm-hmm. as I'm saying that, I'm going to say right mm-hmm. away, people are going to say, I feel judged in a dance class. I feel judged in a dance class. That's not a low-stake environment for me. And then I ask you, well, who who's putting that on you? You know, um, Mm-hmm. Right. And is that is that an expectation that you've done to yourself to show up? Or are you putting yourself in a room where the other side of the 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 learning is putting that on you? Is that supportive mm-hmm. for your environment? I ask so many questions like, is that coming from an outside source? You know what I mean? So going back to the voice in this, it's like, <sighs> while I was Recognizing within mm-hmm. myself that I was ready to move out from performing as being my main goal. When I was like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to continue to have performing be the main thing I'm doing. I was ready to change my relationship with dance. Cause as I was perf- a performer for so long, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm so used to living through other people's purpose, mm-hmm. like living out other people's stories being being like yes to someone else. I was like, what if I revisit the yes to myself? And actually this mm-hmm. goes back to some an experience I had with you, Dane. I'll never forget you asked me to come with you to the studio at the old millennium. Work. We went upstairs, you were creating choreo for something, you put on Audre May, you introduced me to audra May for the first time. And you were like, you know what? I, we're just gonna move and I'm gonna say yes to every mm-hmm. choice that comes out of my body. I'm just gonna say yes to what feels right to me. I'll never forget that. And I was like, this is such a great concept. I love this. What, a,
0: again, dance lessons are life lessons. I almost said life yes which is amazing. <laughs> life lessons. They are life yes which let's be real. There is tremendous power in no, but as a tool, as a creative practice, for sure. Um, in past episodes with the Seaweed Sisters, when I talk about collaboration, Uh, Our golden principle is yes and. You say yes and something else. Um, And it's a really, it's a a fun way to be making. And I remember talking to my agents about this. I had a concept for a dance competition show. And I won't say much because it might still happen. But improv was hugely um, involved. And when I explained it to my agents, my agent was like, wait yes, wow, that could be very good for business. Like that as a business mentality is, oh, there's no ceiling. It just blows the ceiling off of what's what's possible. So I love that. So you decide to start saying yes to yourself and start saying no thank you to some of these performance opportunities that were coming your way. And is that when... BLX was formed, or
1: or so, or Daily Dancer Diet, or both. Daily Dancer Diet had been introduced. So, <clears throat> to give some context to me feeling confident enough to approach this, I did mm. have a. Life trip change change in two thousand eleven. So I'm trying to give a timeline here. So like two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six was my interaction with Bill, saying like, "What would be your class?" So I'm like, "Okay, this this." It's like he planted this seed in me that I'm like, "Okay, when I if I'm gonna teach in L.A., like I need to have, what's the value I'm offering? What's my voice basically?" So performing, 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 learning, listening onset and experience taking in being the sponge right experience 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 then I come to Mm -hmm. 2011 where I'm also in the middle of experience but I'm also in like a health crisis where my body my acne like all these things if anybody's been like I've talked about it before I won't go into that here because you can find me talking about that anywhere Mm um like I will be sure to link to link to some of your other talks. for Right. Sure. It's like me, like I, as a dancer, my body is like, you know, what, what it looks like is so much a part of what I'm presenting and like how I'm presenting even to myself, how I feel. And I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. Anyway, I went through such a shift of going, oh, I have control over changing what I put in my body. Oh, I have control over how I think. Oh, I have control. And like, literally just in 2011 was like, kick a cut, like went balls to the wall and just changed everything with my diet. It started with my diet. And then it's like one of those things, the more you learn about something, then it just like spirals into all these other avenues. So it's like toxicity, all these things. So that started in 2011. So I was on this like um, holistic life change in 2011 few years later, everybody's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That birthday lead answer diet to just give answers to people constantly asking like, why is it, why are you so different than you were before? What, why is that what you're eating? Why are you doing that? And there was so much societal Mm. pressure of like change that I wanted. I wanted to use Instagram as like, this is what Mm. you can see to see why I'm doing and why And I was like filtering my experience through that. Um, and then over time, that changed as well. So my voice was curated by so many different spaces. It was like me putting myself first, with my health first. That's what really ca- was a catapult. Mm. Um, recognizing what self care actually was, what self love actually was, putting myself first, like that for and and seeing how that I was confronted socially by that constantly. Like there was so much pressure and why I was doing things. And it was like, because mm. I'm putting myself first. And it was like th- that the social pressure was the hardest of it all. And anytime I talked Could you give an example real quick? Like Can you recall? Anyone that knew me knew I would eat French fries, knew I would love fried food, mm. knew I love dessert. And if I was going out and not doing the things they saw me that I used to do, mm. it was like something was wrong. Mm. Or I had Or, or I made them feel if they wanted those things, I made them feel bad for wanting those things. Or if we used to have a bond with those things and now I didn't want Mm -hmm. that anymore, right? It like, it totally took a riff in all these social spaces that I was like, whoa, I was not expecting this to be the hardest part of it all. And anyone else I talk to that's going through a change socially, I'm like, we need to talk about this because that's where they're feeling the most pushback.
0: So anyway, and that's why it's probably a huge reason why big changes like that are so difficult for so many people who are like socially woven into big, big baskets, big social baskets like we are like life on tour. You you are literally eat, sleep, breathe, work, play with the same group of people. So having, you know, changing yourself in a time like that is like you're you're changing the fibers of the group basket. But I I love this notion that um, that that be the hardest part, because in some ways it's hard because you're taking responsibility for other people and the way they're feeling versus letting them feel their way about that and being OK with that, which I'm sure is where you landed eventually, <laughs> because you can't eat to please other people. You can't drink to please other people if you did you would be eating and then not eating the same food you would be drinking and then not drinking you would be like if you're doing all of those things to fit in with the group you're in wowza tough times i'm not saying you were by the way but if that's like they are so ingrained in our world as being social things eating and drinking are social behaviors versus what they actually are is sustenance for our human lives But yeah, we're so trained to think that it's just what, it's what we do socially. Sorry, that was a sidestep. Unimportant. It's so
1: important. What you're saying is so important because my, my daily, I shifted my consciousness to being like so aware of all these things that I was so alert to when in my past I was, saying yes to things that I didn't want because of the social norm or because it just felt more comfortable not to say no. I was just like, wow, Mm -hmm. wow. Because when I say no, I'm confronted with this. I'm confronted with this, like, but why? I'm confronted with, (laughs) like, defending myself. Okay. And And when you have a strong why, that's not a problem. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that is the point that i we could talk about voice for the rest of this call but i'm like trying to find the i'm like how can we button this up that is where and that is, that is the the voice finder is like when you have a why when i found my why the def- i didn't need to defend myself i didn't need to even have to answer everybody's question. I felt Mm -hmm. comfortable and just like knowing, well, I have a purpose here and you don't need Mm -hmm. to understand it. You don't need to agree with it. And then that cat, Mm -hmm. then that catapulted in not only the way I was eating and drinking, it transitioned into how I created what I did with body language, me creating body language, Mm -hmm. me making moves with the business, me making choices like through everything, like that one shift of, purpose and why that started with my health and my love for myself and my value and my my like happiness and my health long term not short term mm-hmm. changed my voice for everything else and it gave me the permission to be like oh if i just have an intention and if i have a purpose and i have meaning that like cannot be pushed over easily or at all then i can my voice like <laughs> It sings. It sings. Yeah. Ooh. Hee yeah. hee
0: <laughs> Oh, that is so powerful, Lee. I love that. I love that you found your why me teach jazz? <laughs> why me eat this way? Why me not eat that way? Why me drink? Why me not drink? Why me tour? Why me not tour? Like, <laughs> this is it. And I love that everyone will get their own answer to that question. Um, something that I think I catch, because I'm a big, like, I love to know my why. I love, because I know things will get hard, because I want to do hard things. And I know when things get hard, I want to return to my why. So I like to have a, a solid why. And sometimes when I'm preparing for that, I catch myself, like, because it feels good, or like, because I want it, or like, I get, I, I can be kind of bitchy with myself in the defining the why moment. <laughs> and what I would encourage you all is to, like, anybody who's listening who's like, oh, yeah, I should probably give myself a why. Ask yourself why in the same way a five-year-old child would ask you why, which is over and over and over again. And you'll say, like, because it feels good. And they'll say, why does it feel good? And you'll say, hmm, why does it feel good? Because I think that this or because it seems like this. And so if you why enough, you will – like, from a place of love too, like, a little kid just like, why? Okay, well, why? Well, then why that? And, like, why that? You can get to a deep place of knowing that is, like, yes, that's the source of the voice. Killer. Okay, I love this. I
1: think such a, like, clear thing of what you just said is from a place of curious like from a place of curiosity because like a little kid there can feel like a
0: pressure. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes little kids really are just trying to annoy you, but yeah, the, from a place of curiosity versus oh, like innocent questioning or, or suspicion or like interrogation. It's not that it's like, I am so curious. What is at the bottom of that? What's on the side of that? What's in front of that? How does that really like, how much does that weigh? How much do, What does that feel like? Yeah. I mean, ask all the questions.
1: Yes. And I think it's so it's so important to know how to ask the questions. Because even like when I hear you choose a question in the podcasts, I'm like, oh, that's a good question. So it's not only about ask, just ask why, it's like how you're choosing to do that for yourself. Because I know that sometimes when I'm taking like in advice from someone else, it seems like, oh, they really they really do that. And so I want that, what that other person does. And then I have this expectation of what's going to, what I need to get from the questioning. And so it's like, mm-hmm. can I release, can I release any expectation and just have an innocent curiosity within it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a way to be. Yes. Um, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, it's, it's one of my favorite trades, confusion for curiosity Whenever I'm feeling confused, it's a very disempowered position, and it almost always leads to inaction. When I feel confused, I sit right where I am in all my confusion, and I will scroll or I will like, completely buffer that feeling away, because I'm a person who likes feeling capable and in the know, and I like feeling like I have a voice, a why. And when I feel like I don't, when I feel like I don't understand... um. I, I don't feel like me and I feel stifled and small and trading confusion for curiosity is my favorite way to to move from that space. Emphasis on move, because mm-hmm. when you are feeling curious, you go, you seek. And so, yeah, I'm glad you underlined that. That's huge. Um, OK, now I am curious about something because you've mentioned now BLX, You are still very active on social platforms with Daily Dancer Diet. You're making recipes. You're talking specifically about travel and lifestyle. Now specifically about being a mother as well. You are a mom. Liana, which I just am so glad people like you are having babes. It's really (laughs) great news. Um, And George. I will wrap him up up into that too. Hi, George. George III. Um, But uh, I... Let's see. I'm a person who loves a full life. I love to be doing the things, love to be feeling the feelings. I have flirted with straight up burnout so many times because in my in my view of the world, you have to be able to do everything. You have to have a side business and be touring and be auditioning and still be in class and have a podcast and, and, and. And I'm just like, oh, I know that that's 100% in my mind, but may- and maybe you can help me readjust my perspective here. But when I look at you, I'm like, whoa, Leanna's doing everything she is being a mom she is being a mentor she is facilitating classes and learning environments for people on the come up which is another area where we are in alignment um you are every day having to prepare your food for your life george's food for george's life you own a home you are doing all the things how do you stay organized what are the thoughts that keep you from overwhelm um do you have a team? Do you have tools? What is it that keeps your many, many things together? <laughs> as I hear, you're gonna be like Dana. I'm a shitstorm. I am a mess. I <laughs>
1: yes, and
0: <laughs> ask my CPA. I mean, right? Yes,
1: and so as I hear you saying these these very kind outside perspectives on myself and my life. Mm-hmm. I am Isn't
0: it funny? That's how how we look from the outside. I am <laughs> how we see ourselves.
1: I been taking it in and saying, like, you know, that's pretty amazing that I've been able to, you know, um, do all those things. Like, as you're saying that, I could easily just be like, Thank you for seeing me in that way. But I'm I'm mm. I'm working on receiving. And so I'm mm. gonna even just take the moment and be like, I have done those things and like I'm receiving. Yeah, those are facts. It's like, wow, that's really cool that I'm doing those things. And mm-hmm. yes, and mm-hmm. 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 I mm-hmm. have stopped a lot of those things as I've introduced motherhood, not forever. Mm. stopped. I should say I've paused those things because there's a difference between mm-hmm. stopping and pausing. There's also, I can stop and restart. Like I, nobody can tell me what I have to do, but I have definitely paused. So I have not been as active on social platforms in the last, well, probably at least six months. I have given myself so much grace to say like, this, I have discovered a new um, priority, which is my, um, motherhood. And I am going to gracefully navigate how I want to weave this into my basket of things. Mm -hmm. But right now, I will not know that until I commit to this new experience. So I'm rec- I've mm. recognized that my past, I've been able to so fully commit myself into whatever I've done because I haven't had anything else. Even being married, I've never felt this like pull that my husband is preventing me from committing to something I want to do, right? He's been such a supporter. So I've been like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to like do the thing for me and do the thing for me and the thing. And now it's like, that is not the same thing when I have a child. There's not just like, I just get to do the thing for me, right? This is just like, So We have a new factor. We have a a fully new element in the equation. Yes. So before I get really upset and angry that things are different, before I get really upset that I can't do dot, 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 I'm going to fully commit to this new thing I've never done before and feel like... (laughs) wildly, wildly alive and wildly afraid. And like, what, like the level in which I'm, I'm somebody who loves to feel and I'm like, okay, thank you for giving me an opportunity to feel at a capacity in which I feel all the feelings. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Right. Right. And like
1: dialed up to 12. Yes. 1200. It feels crazy. The amount that I'm able to feel so many things. So While, yes, I have done all the things you've said, Dane, in the midst of committing to motherhood, Mm -hmm. while, yes, I've maintained things. I've heard you say before, I've heard you even say to my Mm -hmm. mentorship, like, give an okay to like C plus work. And so as I've, which has been such a wonderful, like Mm -hmm. permission slip, because I have not been able to do that for myself before Mm -hmm. being pregnant. I've been like A plus, A plus on all the things. And now I'm like, okay, what if it's like A plus on mm-hmm. motherhood and like C plus on like maintaining certain things?
0: On <laughs> chiming in on Instagram <laughs> yeah. <for> like 100% <laughs> take the above average on that and run with it.
1: You know what's crazy about that, Dan? Like I miss that. Mm. what's so cool about pressing pause is seeing the things that I really miss and being able to let go of the things that like I don't miss Mm. and I miss engaging on Instagram I miss creating on Instagram I miss social platforms I miss my community and I'm like oh my gosh I really value this place yes and you know I felt that before I valued Instagram and social platforms and online community before I did I've always had a really really positive relationship with it Mm -hmm. and I still do um So yes, I am still really active on a lot of things that I started, like my mentorship, like I've said, like that to me, was like, I'm not stopping. This This is so valuable for my life, for Mm -hmm. the women's life that I've been working with, um, or for any soul that's been connected with me. And I've said yes to continuing my business. I have body language tutorials online. I've said yes to continuing maintaining things I put in place. Mm. That being said, I'm So happy that before I chose to get pregnant, I experimented so many times. I experimented with all new things, with health, with business avenues, Mm. um, with relationships. I was able to try on things and commit to so many things that while I was when I got pregnant and when I'm now I'm a mother, I'm able to go like, wow, I've really practice a lot of these other skills that I know how to pull from quickly without being like, oh, I need to experiment on a new thing. I'm like, how do I juggle? So I'm really grateful for the years I spent experiencing mm. and experimenting before being a mother. Um, so that now I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep this thing. I know I have that skill and I'm okay that I've let go of it for a while. Mm-hmm. I can pick it back up mm-hmm. again. You know, it's like, I have all these skills that I can choose when I'm wanting to work on them. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a team. I've also been able to go, yes, to help. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. (laughs) If mother
1: mother, hasn't taught me anything more than being like, I'm so quick to be able to ask for support now more than I ever was. Mm -hmm. Yes. I need help. Yes. Yes. I feel depleted. Yes. I feel exhausted. Those were the type of things I didn't value before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been able to cultivate hiring people for things that I don't, I that don't I, that have to be bring me the value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been able to do that. Like I, I have like, oh my gosh, I have like five uh, people that are doing things for me that I'm able to like, and 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 you know what's cool about that is it's people that value that thing and it brings joy to them Mm, so not only am i relieving myself i'm recognizing that i'm able to give someone else value in something they love to do Yeah, you're
0: sharing you're distributing
1: yeah whereas before it felt like oh this is just a me thing like it's just a me thing i'm like actually no there's like i'm able to offer more to somebody of some that they love So yeah, I've been able to bring on board people to help facilitate things um, that bring more value to them than they had for me on like the day-to-day stuff, Mm -hmm. which then brings me to the place where I have more, that, that I know I can bring more value. And I've felt this immense, like as a creator, as like somebody who's really worked on facilitating creative visions, I have felt terrified as a new mom to go like, I can't, it's been really like, there's so many things. There's so many things in my mind that like have this vault now that vault is like growing and growing and growing. And there's nothing that's ever like coming out of the vault. It's just like the vault is building and it's building and Mm -hmm. it's building. And then I've just been able to practice the constant recognition of like the creation of my life. (laughs) not the creation of like (laughs) this idea that I have or this business idea that I have or this concept video that I have. Like those are still valuable, but I'm able to now like find the value in the creation of my life. You've done this. You help people practice this. Mm -hmm. You know it so well. Mm -hmm. The listeners know it so well, yet it's not always easily (laughs) Applicable for sure when and you know when you have the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say I don't have choice now, but I've chosen where I'm at. I've chosen to focus on the creation of my life as being the purpose and not mm-hmm. the creation of like something that has to be um a product. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Or work, period. I mean, I think yeah. when we and this is something I'm intimately faced with right now, I would jump at the opportunity to work way before I jump at the opportunity to be with myself and just be with myself. I would rather be editing a podcast episode or scheduling a podcast episode or taking somebody's class or editing a video or choreographing something. I would, like, I have gotten so much purpose and reward and fulfillment from work that it is my default. And I'm so glad I'm hearing you say these words right now. Life requires craftsmanship just like our work does. And if we shove it off to the side to favor work, then we will find ourselves at 60 when most people are retiring um, to live a life with no outside interests no outside life to live what what is beyond work what is what is out there in the great abyss especially for people who love their work so much like it's tough right because when i'm working i am feel capable i feel in charge i feel free i feel useful i feel unique i feel all these wonderful things and the thing that's important to remember is that i'm saying this to myself <laughs> um is that it's not the work that makes me feel those things it's thinking this is meant to be i'm in the right spot i'm doing it right i am doing my best i am good enough i am getting better and if i can just adopt that way of thinking over there into non-work life I'm doing my best, I'm getting better, I am seeking, I am learning, then oh my gosh, outside life is like the most fun thing. But when I'm out there in the outside life thinking, I should be working, I should be dancing, I should be trying to make my, I should have said yes to that gig, I should be, it can, that's a, whoa, really uh, hard thing to endure is this this life that's thinking you should always be doing something else. So I applaud you in your commitment to crafting your life and to accepting pause mode. Or you said something else that I was really struck by, maintenance, like maintenance mode. Not every toggle of every part of your life needs to be in the advance position or achievement, like high achieve mode. I'm imagining, by the way, like I always do myself in this cockpit, and I've got all these sliders and buttons and levers and things. And it's like totally okay for a few of those switches to be in auto. (laughs) That's an autopilot. That's an autopilot. I'm going to like definitely keep my close eye on this gauge because it's really important to me right now. And I'm going to slide this up to advanced mode and that's going to go into pause. And I'm going to ask somebody else to come in and do that. (laughs) It just makes so much sense um but
1: i i love the cockpit analogy uh, because you also have the co-pilot
0: absolutely and we do this is another thing i'm face to face with because you and i both have brilliant and loving partners and that is not true for everyone all the time it is a gift and it is uh such a it's it's an awesome other part of my life but I think, like, if I did not have Daniel, that doesn't mean I'm alone. You know, not having a partner doesn't mean you don't have a co-pilot. It might seem Mm -mm. like a really, really super cheesy cop-out, but go with me here. What if my co-pilot was also me, but me 10 years in the future? And I can look at them and be like, hey, what did you decide when we, when you were setting this lever and you were like trying to figure out that? How did you do that? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah. And you could just put future self right next to you. Or you could put like little child self next to you. And they can be full of wonder. And they can be like curious and like, come on. This is what we get. We're not
1: alone. I love that so much. It's not cheese ball. I know. I love it so much. I love it so much. But Even before you said, before, I didn't know where you were going when you said that, right? You, so you started and when, to be clear, when I said co-pilot, I was not referring to my husband. I was mm. just referring to support. In any yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. But yeah. You, I, hear you. You, I hear you. And you went, to, you I was went like, to there's one seat. On yeah to me co-pilot means like anyone I'm choosing in the moment for support mm-hmm. um and so that can be anything but then you went straight into a partner I was like yeah that, I mean gosh <laughs> he's so my co-pilot my main co-pilot right now but also I have all these other co-pilots that I call on and then when you and then when you dove into like the other co-pilot I was like where is this going to go? Ooh. And then when you brought <laughs> up the younger self, the higher self, I was like, yeah, hallelujah, because yeah. it's such a real other relationship. It might like, you're like, it's cheese ball, but it's like a completely different relationship. It's a completely different set of experience. Like mm-hmm. it really, it really is a do- different relationship. So mm. I really like that you brought that in, but I also did want to highlight how a co-pilot co- is in my eyes. Literally anyone Community. that I feel trusts me, values mm-hmm. me, respects me, that wants to support me. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. love this.
0: Well, I think yeah, I'm I'm working to be you know as I always have my listeners in mind. And by the way, I'm in my podcast booth that my husband built me, and I have. Pictures up behind where my computer is sitting right now, so that even when I'm doing solo episodes, I'm never talking to myself. Like I try to keep an audience, and I'm always thinking about the different types of listeners who are not married and who might hear this episode. And if we hadn't gone into that, they might say, "Well, that's not me. I don't have a person." But you do have a person. It, it you always, always will at least have. Your current self, your past self, and your future self. Um, and I think that they're all three very helpful. Um, okay. So I cried once already in this episode. That's great. Good. Let's see if we can get number two. <laughs> um, one of your primary focuses in BLX, and I don't mean to like <laughs> mission statement your organization, but it seems, <laughs> it seems to be from the outside looking in um, empowerment through knowing yourself and honoring yourself in the frame of whatever someone else has built. It's a piece of choreography, but you nurture individuality, you nurture emotionality, you nurture to, at least from the outside looking in, a huge, tremendous range of, yeah, of uniqueness, of individuality. And it doesn't just mean different types of people from different types of places, it means different ways of feeling it means different ways of moving it means different ways of expressing and so I'm really interested in that um for a long time I had a I'll call it beef like I had some mental blocks around dancing sexy I didn't kind of like you and Bill how he was like well what's different about you I whenever anybody was like okay well put your heels on It was like I don't have to or I like shouldn't have to. I think it's sexy to dance like a boy or I think it's more fun to dance harder. I don't think dancing light and soft is cool. It's too fluffy. It's not it won't last. It's I don't want to be objectified. I don't you know all these young person thoughts which are super valid but um, I think many of them were in place of answering the question for myself what is sexy? what is sensual, what is attractive to me? And now I've been able to spend some more time with those questions and answer them for myself, but I would love to hear how you answer those questions for you and what you encourage in your, um, in the people that train with you, how to find your sexy, how to find your sensual.
1: Ooh! <laughs> I'm excited about this question. <laughs> And I love so many of the word choices you used. First, I want to say body language. So, when you see, when you're saying BLX, it's body language experience. Mm-hmm. It's my intensive that I created that's like really intense. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Okay. So, um, body
0: language and BLX are fully different things. Right. Word. So, body
1: language is my class, okay. body language experience, BLX, that is, is my the... intensive is the, the that's group like of oh i want to go in on this it. okay it's like oh i want i like this i like your body language intention and i want to like dive into this more okay. um so that's blx is actually my intensive so um when i started training with tracy phillips mm-hmm. to be in i thought was just a burlesque show, right? Mm-hmm. When I was just like, "Oh, there's a sexy dance show. It's like kind of like a burlesque show, but like not." I was. I remember seeing this show at Harvell's in Santa Monica many, many, many years ago, being like, "Oh my gosh, the power that these women have!" I, I, I if I could ever be on that stage, I don't even know what I would do. Whatever. Fast forward to I'm in a room with Tracy Phillips on I'm auditioning her for the show fast forward to she hires me for the show fast forward to we're in rehearsals and I'm recognizing that she is highlighting there is a way to not be the object <laughs> but to show up as the subject and so that you even said that alone like I don't want to be objectified all these things and this frame of mind of like okay well then what's my subject matter again, like what am I, what am I here? <laughs> what is my subject? What am I teaching? What am I sharing? What's my voice? Again, it goes back to my voice. Instead of this idea that like, oh, my body is all that is needed here. My external is all that's needed here. The, the physical body is part of the expression, but it's not all there is. It's It's why my physical body is moving Mm -hmm. is what really matters. So man, yes. In that show it's like the least of which
0: there's so much imagination, there's so much wonder, there's so much like raw energy that is kind of blinding in some cases, where I'm like, I didn't I can't recall what you were wearing. I actually don't remember what you wore in that show. Yep. And I remember because of everything else was like just so loud.
1: Oh, I know. But but Like the imagination, the command, the creativity. It is. But as my younger self was beginning to be a part of it, I remember my focus was like, oh, this is what I'm wearing. This is so tiny. Can I wear a bra under this? She's like, no. I'm like, but my boobs are going to, my boobs are bigger and like, they're not perky and like and and they're going to move like i'm doing all this they're just going to be distracting and like i'm not going to be comfortable my, like the amount that i learned about my insecurities through that process was profound and being able to be like she was like Oof. no you're going to be you you're enough like you are as you are like she so i called out from the show once because of my acne cuz i was like i can't show up to this show mm-hmm. because physically I'm not in this place, which then mentally puts me not in this place. And Tracy called me and she was like, she let me have it. She was like, your perception of your imperfections are your power. Like you showing up, you showing up with all of whatever you perceive as your imperfections is the whole point of what we're doing. That is your power. And I was like <laughs> and she, she was like this is like she was basically like who would you be without that like the artist you are is because of that like that's like you are who you are. like mm. you, imagine you wouldn't have your same power without those insecurities so she was like oh, so beautiful
0: no. and we just got duped we just got duped into thinking that everyone we see performing is perfect <laughs> Without realizing that the actual reason we think they're perfect is because they're showing up with all their shit. owning it.
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: In most cases, I think there are a lot of
1: cases where people
0: are fully not owning their shit and hiding it and doing okay for (laughs) now. But there will come a point when the power that you wield is far greater when you're using all of it, strengths and weaknesses together. And we'll say weaknesses just for less less than, I don't know, less than perfect qualities.
1: Insecurities know. is what I keep thinking, like things that I feel less than about myself or things that I want to hide or things that I don't mm-hmm. feel are valuable, things that I haven't perceived as having mm-hmm. value to me until they do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there was so much purpose there for me in these insecurities or in these... Um, in these defaults, you know, I might've thought of them that way before, um, back to the sexy. Mm -hmm. So, so much of, of her teaching me and living through that experience was how I developed my voice in how I found what my sexy was. And then body language Mm -hmm. was created with the, I felt this void of, I wanted more opportunities to show up that way. And so I created body language to fill this gap of like, gosh, all these other dance jobs I'm doing, I don't feel like I have the opportunity to show up the way I want to. So I'm going to use my voice Mm. to practice that, which is practicing also my sexy, but to me, sexy is commitment. That's my phrase. Commitment Mm. is sexy. So I might be Mm. like, yeah, I want to go feel sexy, but like, really, I want to commit. To myself
0: you want to feel all in i want on to commit something. that's it
1: and to me yeah. that is the answer to sexy so it doesn't matter what i look like doesn't matter whether i'm wearing a heel or not the mm-hmm. only reason why I, oh my! the God. only reason <laughs> why i practice this space in a heel is because it's the most it's the most un. it's not been given the opportunity to be seen as anything different than this like one one thing
0: like One-dimensional you know, thing.
1: Yeah. Like, it really hasn't – it has been, of course, there's caveats to that. But, like, there is a compartment that lives in us that's been put there through the court, from historical, whatever, from media. There is a compartment
0: – Through our existing in this world right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: there is a compartment that mm-hmm. actually lives that has, like, confinements to it. And I'm like, we're breaking Mm -hmm. those confinements here in this space. And that's what body language is. And so I'm doing it in a heel because it's the most obvious place that, that we get to confront, but then it goes Mm. off to all other sides of it. But like, so Mm. commitment is sexy. If I'm like, I want to practice finding my sexy it's, I want to practice fully committing to myself or fully committing Mm. to dot, 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 whether it's fully committing to how I want to have a relationship with my husband, fully committing to like living my truth in this moment, like that's where the sexy lives, is commitment, uh,
0: complete commitment. <laughs> I love that answer. I love that answer. And and it's I laughed as you were talking about that because I was thinking about all of the headshots that I have taken of, of me And all of the headshots that have crossed my desk now that I'm in more positions of being the one that is casting people, of people trying to be sexy and really missing the mark because of exactly that. Commitment isn't there because there's a part of the mind or the body or probably both that's thinking, I'm not this. This isn't right. This feels bad. Who's going to look? I Like, they're so, oh my God, I would really, I wish that my younger self had those words before I got all of my sexy video girl headshots taken. And I hope that everyone listening now can head into those moments, which honestly, uh, we could debate back and forth about whether headshots are important or not. I still think they are maybe maybe second now to your instagram presence but that's the same thing imagine that what i'm saying is the same thing if you think you need to post you being sexy on instagram and you are not fully committed to thinking and feeling sexy then you are missing the mark and it is painful to look at it is awkward it does not it does not achieve the goal so i think it's a very simple metric commitment like you can be all in or you can be any degrees less than that <laughs> and it we can
1: tell. It's so clear to me the more I teach when like someone is trying to do something as opposed to
0: mm-hmm.
1: owning what they are or owning what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're the trying and mm-hmm. the or the hiding or the thinking someone's not going to know or like thinking it can be fooled. It's just mm-hmm. not it just it doesn't happen so if i could be like oh, wow i can't actually hide if i'm choosing to be in the public eye if i'm choosing to take mm-hmm. my dance into a room with other people i am choosing to have outside interpretations of myself i am choosing to have perspectives from other people i'm that's a choice that i have mm-hmm. that i get to do right i so choose I'm, this yes I'm yes choosing yes. this Because I could be the best answer in the world and not have to choose to do it in front of everybody. And that doesn't matter, I'm choosing, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this in front of people. I'm actually also going to choose to have people choose me for money. Like it's a whole thing, right? So if I'm opening my idea to like, I've chosen to get outside opinion about myself, my body, my skills, my talent, there's no hiding. There is no hiding. They will see me. They will see all of me at all times. They will see my fears. They will see my insecurities just like Tracy saw my insecurities but didn't see them as insecurities. I did. She saw them as my power because I was owning them until that moment that I was like, I'm, I can't own it right now. And she's like, you've been owning it this is your power. And I was like, thank you for my recharge. Even though I still didn't go in that night. Cause I wasn't ready to recharge.
0: <laughs> Let's be honest. You, you let that land. You let, let her note land too. for a whole 24 hours.
1: But I did go back to the show, you know, acting and all, you know? So what I want to say also about what you're saying is like, there's a commitment. You can be fully committed, but have intentions that don't serve you. And the intention mm. also matters to the commitment. So if my intention is just to be fully committed to being sexy because this is going to get me a job, or I'm going to be fully mm. committed to being sexy because this is what I have to do, or I'm going to be- because this is what gets me attention, attention, followers, right. whatever. Yeah, so The commitment is not the only part. The intention before the commitment matters mm-hmm. the most. Like- I have phrasing in body language and like the, 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 um, this in which the phrasing is said matters. So it starts with intention, not attention. That's the very first thing. That's the focus intention, not attention. And then the second Mm -hmm. thing we've already really talked about this, but. Clarity is confidence. So you were even saying Mm -hmm. earlier about like when I'm confused, I'm I don't feel powerful. Like to me, that's my version of clarity is confidence. When I'm clear, I'm confident. Mm. So that I I don't try to be confident. I work on getting clear and confidence the natural result of that. So fun, fun. Tension, clarity, and then comes commitment. So without intention, mm. without the purpose, without the clarity of the why and the what you know, like what my reasoning for it is, the commitment can get very misunderstood. And the commitment could also be very um could could take you in off-putting. the off putting. What'd you say? I said off-putting. It could be off-putting, or it could be inputting into the wrong areas that you actually weren't desiring in the first place. It could take you into avenues that you really didn't want to go. You just thought you should do because dot, dot, dot. So mm-hmm. I do want to just say that of course, commitment. Yes. But that to me is the last part of the puzzle. All the other pieces mm-hmm. before about the, why I'm doing this, about the, how I'm choosing to do this, about the purpose, about how, what I'm doing here comes first. And mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, once I have intention, once I'm clear on that, now I'll commit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sets the shape. That sets the trajectory. You have a starting point, and then the the middle point, and then you have to to create the shape of this line to drive to land. Yeah, you need that third point. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I hope that everyone runs at full speed, um, safely to sign up for future body language classes and BLX programs. You are just such a gift. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And always, always out there sharing. Even even when you're in maintenance mode, you are contributing a great deal to this community, the dance community. So thank you. Thank you for all of it. You're such a great example of, 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 of doing it and doing it with intention, doing it with kindness, curiosity as well, and also a good giggle. Really good laugh. God, I love it.
1: You thanks, Dana. I'm so grateful. You're so
0: welcome, my friend. We'll do this again sometime. How about that?
1: Yes, please.
0: Okay. Until next time, take care, my friend. Bye. All right, my friend. What do you think? What do you feel? There is so much to to dig into here, um, and still much to talk about. I could talk to Leanna forever. Um, But a big takeaway here for me today is this difference between stopping and pausing. The notion that not every compartment, not every subject of your life needs an A plus for effort. (laughs) I'll take a C plus, my friend. Still above average, for the record. Um, But man, oh man, I work with so many people clients, friends, co-workers on burnout and the feeling that something ultimately is going to have to give. And the, the greatest solution to that feeling is simply remembering that not every one of our settings needs to be in kill mode. We can be in maintenance mode. We can always be in breathe <laughs> mode. Breathe. Holy smokes. Such a good reminder. And breath and voice are bound. I love how much Leana talked about voice. And it's reminding me <laughs> to continue to work on mine. Um I do also so love this imagery of the cockpit of your life with all these levers and buttons and dials to adjust. And of course a co-pilot. That might be younger you, with all that childlike enthusiasm and curiosity, or it might be the future you, who's already figured it out, or possibly a partner, a collaborator, a friend, family member. Man, call me crazy, but <laughs> my imagination goes ham <laughs> with, this, with this visualization. And as a result, usually I wind up getting off my butt and taking action, like metaphorically I fly. So I hope that thought is helpful for you. And if it isn't, or even if it is, I have something else that is helpful. A free career coaching call tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the day of its release, tomorrow is January 13th. And I will be hosting a free career coaching call at 11 a.m. Pacific. That's 2 p.m. Eastern. Totally free and totally open to all people even those not registered members of the Words That Move Me community. So if you are curious about what career coaching even is, like what does it look and sound like to coach with me, get in there. It is not too late to register, but you do need to register in order to receive the login info. So visit thedanawilson.com slash workwithme. All one word. W-O-R-K-W-I-T-H-M-E. Work with me to sign up and uh, get the login info. I so look forward to seeing you and talking like with you. The best. Um, If you happen to have missed that date already, fear not. I'll be doing this sort of thing a lot. Um, Just be sure that you are on my mailing list so that you get updates about calls. Uh, You join the mailing list by visiting the website, again, thedanawilson.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom. It says keep it funky, and uh, you enter your email address there. You will be added to our mailing list. Amazing. Um, Okay, I think that is it for me today, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I think the world of you. I hope you get out there and keep it funky. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie. Logo and brand design by Bree Reitz. And a big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. And also a massive thanks to you, the mover, who is no stranger to taking action. I will not stand in the way of you taking action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I cannot keep you from visiting thedanawilson.com to join our mailing list. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. And of course, if you wanna talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community, I will 100% not stop you. Visit TheDanaWilson.com to become a member and get a peek at everything else I do that is not a weekly podcast. Keep it funky, everyone.